gents, it's nice to be back all together in the uh, this lawyerly, lawyerly, legal the bar- lounge. Yeah, the barristers, town- the barristers cave. Mm. Towns and uh, Myers uh, Esquire Incorporated. Um, do you ever, in your day-to-day work, Townsend, find yourself saying, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No. Because, I mean, you actually, you're usually never on in the witness stand, right? Right. No, that, 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 that doesn't quite work out. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't work out. What does Tom Cruise say in that movie? Oh, that's Jack Nicholson that says that Yeah, yeah, line. But, he, but he's talking to Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, I don't know what mm. the response to that is. I only know the question. I don't know the answer. I've seen the movie a few times, but I can't tell you what it is. All right. Well, that was. Uh... Do you do you say objection? I Your say Honor? that. I say that often. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's something that just happens all the time. Do you say objection, Your Honor? It's past Labor Day. You cannot wear your white shoes. I do not with do black that. socks. <laughs> but I object to this digression. <laughs> Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 66 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey there, Bodie. This is the T-Bone. And this is a cheerio. Let's get right into some local stuff that happened this past weekend. Uh, once again, I win the podcast because I'm the only one who raced their bike. That's true. Mm, um, I true. did the Dirty Donut Omnium, uh, put on by Sugar Race, Sugar, Sh- sorry, Sugar Cycling Sugar Club. Sugar Leonard? Sugar Rush. Sugar Cycling. Rush Cycling Club. Metrax Cycling Clothing Company. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I believe with some help from Nomambo. Um, and East Bank Cycling. East Bank, yeah. yeah. So actually really great event. Kind of kind of pretty terrible weather in terms of, as I said, my bike is, is literally destroyed. Every bearing on my bike has seized up. It's been washed. Every bearing has been cleansed with water. From yeah. the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get some new bearings. I actually had planned on getting a new bottom bracket and new headset. Now I got to get new uh, bearings for my wheels. Mm. Um, that should be fun. But so the event was a night mountain bike race. Yep. A gravel time trial and a cyclocross race. Yeah. Um, super fun event. I really liked the idea. I liked the format. Uh, very laid back. Um, there was there was free eggs and bacon and sausage in the morning on right. On, so it's a two day event. Yes, right. Two day event. Two day event. So it was a Friday night mountain bike race, um, and then the next morning you you know had breakfast and a time trial, then a little bit of lunch. Did you camp there or did you go home to a? I a nice did bed? not camp there. Mm. Um, it was uh, I had I mean my bed was forty minutes away. Yeah. So um, a few people did camp there, and it started raining that night, and it looked kind of miserable. Um, but the night mountain bike time trial that I did my cross bike was super fun. I pretty much strapped on every light that I owned onto mm. my handlebars and my helmet, bar a light from Emily, and uh, hit the trails. And guess what? Your boy won it. Wow. Yeah. It's great. I saw you on the top step of the podium in the Instagram photo. So how was that? I mean, because it's dark out there, right? Super There's dark. obviously no lights at all. No lights. Um, it, it was, was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I've ridden that trail... I want to say around under 10 times. So I kind of know how it goes. There are a few folks, it was their first time riding the trail at night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's impossible because you just don't know, like you see a bend in the trail and you're like, is that a 90 degree turn? Is that a complete U-turn? Is yeah. it just a slight bend? Can I continue to pedal or do I need to slam on the brakes? Like, so, is there a tree right there? <laughs> yeah, is there a tree beyond that palm frond? Yeah. Um, so I was the first one out and i got to spook all the animals i ran over an opossum oh i've got a little bit of footage of that well that clearly is what fucked up your hubs <laughs> i possum blood pretty sure Just... i heard an alligator jump into the water i heard uh-huh. something large jump into the water did you see a rougarou out there that might have been mm. what i heard That's probably what it was yeah yeah uh definitely saw rabbits some some raccoons uh, really, really fun. They had a bonfire afterwards, drank some beers. It was, it was a good atmosphere. Um, really glad they did it. The time trial was on that gravel levee road and that's yeah. actually a gravel time trial guys. Hard, hard, but fun. Yeah. I would, it was a six mile time trial. I would much rather do that than any three mile 
tarmac time trial in Lambra. Now I have a question about that because that's that gravel levee that goes from uh, Highway 90, right, out to the lake. Yep. Uh, that's Highway 61, airline highway. Sorry, Highway 61. I'm, that's uh, right. Yes. In fact, um, that gravel levee goes all the way from the end of the levee bike trail at the river all the way out to the lake. Right. Runs but, so north, which south. section was it? Was it from kind of the road to the... So the, it was like lakeside of the trailhead to essentially the uh, I-10, yeah. So it's three miles to the to the where the I ten goes over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So almost out to the lake. Yep. Question on that because there is actually a trail down to the right that you can take. Yeah. Did anybody take that? No, but I had the idea that you could make that into a circuit race. You could, you could do an out on one on the yeah. uh, the raised levee and then a back on the the lower gravel section, which we did that one day, right? We uh, I think... we we rode both of those. Yeah. yeah. So we were so that. And someone said that would be a really boring circuit race. I don't know about and that. And I was like, Will, we did a circuit race where we literally went back and forth on the same road. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I don't know. It, it was it was overall a good event. Um, appreciate those guys putting it on. Yeah. It was a unique thing that I hadn't done something like that in a while. Um, I like the idea that, like, most everybody rode the same bike for everything. So it's kind of fun. Like, pick, pick your best weapon. Um, right. Mountain bike would have been great on the trail. Uh, cross bike obviously worked better than a mountain bike in the time trial. And because of the monsoon flood conditions in the cross race, I don't know, maybe a, cro- maybe a mountain bike would have worked well. Um, one last note is that I had said on previous podcast that I did say Trano dry clinchers for the win this mm. season. Uh, they pretty much were for the loss uh, for the cross race. I mean, I have no traction on that that, that Super rear slot. tire. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was sliding all over the place. Yeah, it was kind of laughable. It was funny. Um, so this week in Ridgeland, I'm going to borrow Emily's baby Limus. Nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, so th- that was a dirty donut omnium. Little preemptive tire talk there. Little all right. preemptive, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I had a good time. Did you guys ride your bikes all this weekend? Yeah, I did. I uh, not this weekend. Last week, uh, during the week, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I went and I borrowed a. Uh, well, I had my cross bike down in Charleston and uh, borrowed a mountain bike from uh, new friend uh, Miles, uh, who Adam from Kind Human hooked me up with. He lives down in Charleston, and he loaned uh, my brother-in-law a mountain bike, and we went and rode some mountain bike trails uh, just north of Charleston day before Thanksgiving. Had a great time. About a 15-mile trail, kind of flat, kind of rooty, sandy, mm-hmm. uh, but fun. Plenty kinda, of fun. Kind of like a trail down here. Yeah. 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 So that was great. And, uh, you know, again, uh, hooked up with some guys uh, down there, uh, went to their bike shop, uh, ride bikes in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Just right to the point. Just just ride bikes. Ride bikes. Yeah. That's just like no, no clever name needed. Just like mm. ride your bike. That's what it is. And um, so, shout out to those guys. How about you, Matt? Uh, well, I, I christened my reinvigorated pain cave, and uh, I did an hour on Zwift, and uh, and it was uh, unfortunately ended up being what I would what I would term a Bikram cycling session because uh, <laughs> I have two fans, and one of them's not very good, and the one that was good just completely died right after I started. So I don't think I've ever sweated so much in my entire life so uh, like trainer meets hot yoga yeah it was it was hot trainer uh and uh yeah it was pretty miserable uh in lots of ways my heart rate went through the roof uh from it but uh it was good to get back in and and realize how horrifically unfit i am and uh, i just did another one yesterday um just you know kind of pootling about not an actual proper like training session or anything and pootling. 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 Just pootling 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 just pootling about everybody's email yeah um and uh yeah it's uh yeah i am i am really unfit right now so but that's that's good the only way to get fit is to ride your bike so there you it's go true keep on doing it it's yeah. pretty nice outside right now too matt if you ever wanted to get out and ride your bike outside <laughs> i don't have a lot of time at the moment i'm, Give I'm me a really, yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll have to really get this later and maybe a little tech talk but i i also am an indoor cyclist these days mm. um i'm not happy about it but it's uh, it's just a fact of life for me right now. except when i race at the dirty donut omnium and uh you know all that stuff anyway sure. so let's get to some pro cyclocross stuff let's do it 
is our new thing we do now on the Get You Right podcast. We kick off our pro cross segment with ranking it up with Bodie Bodie. All right, guys, you ready? Are you going to provide the music for that? I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Top rank, it, uptown, you, top rank in. This is Bodie Bodie's quiz time, right? Quiz yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I haven't figured okay. out a name for right. this segment. Um, all right, quiz number one. You guys probably know what the question is going to be. Mm. Um, who's number? Who's the number one ranked man in UCI cyclocross right now? Matt. Matt. Wout Van Aert. Eh. Townsend. Oh. Townsend. Matthew Vanderpool. Ding, ding, ding. Damn, he has he finally, finally climbed it. himself to number one. Uh, well yeah, played. I think, obviously, he's pretty much won everything he started. I think uh, some of the other riders' wins have rolled off. Um, that's something we talked about mm. last week is that it's a rolling 12 months. So he's back on top yeah. where he should be. Yes. Um, Agreed. Let's go to... Women. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the internet to uh, get get going here. So, gentlemen, who is the number one ranked woman in UCI Cyclocross? Townsend. Townsend. I'm going to say still Sana Khan. Correct. She's still first. Yeah. Um, Not uh, much shaken up. And, you know, one of the reasons is, and we'll get to this as we talk about some of these races this weekend, none of the women close to her are winning races uh to to bump her out of that top spot the people that are winning races are are uh, lower lower down in the rankings so they're not they're not bumping her out speaking yeah of lower down the rankings i mean Anne marie worst she's ranked number four right now she moved up three spots she's been doing really well yep lately uh quiz question number two where is voss well, she took a week off mm -hmm. and then... no no quiz this is a oh, quiz uh, where's she ranked townsend Townsend. I'm going to say she's seventh. Wrong. Matt. Uh, Matt. Matt. I'm going to say that she's ranked sixth. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. She actually dropped a spot, but last week we had that question, how did she move up even though she didn't race? It was because of the calendar year results rolling off other riders. She is yeah. sixth. Not a great weekend for her um, at the World Cup. Yeah, we'll just we'll let's just jump right into Hoga. Well, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Before, oh, 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 hey. oh, I have a quiz oh. for you mm. guys this week. Okay, I've got, okay. A, I've got a couple questions. Okay, question one. Yes, mm. I'm ready. Spell Coxida. Bodie. Bodie. Oh. Bodie. K O J K I. You've already gone off the rails. Damn. Wow. Matt, are you gonna guess? I went off the rails at JK. No, I, I I think I know what it is. Bodie Bodie. Go. K J O K S Nope. Ah, uh, damn. K O K S I J D E. Mm. Mm. That's a good quiz question. It's a good one. That is a good one. Uh question number two. Okay. Where is Denise Betsima ranked? In the oh. UCI rankings. I've got to say she's fairly low. Should I not look at the list in front of me? Uh, Bodie Bodie, she is ranked 114th. No. Matt, Matt, she is ranked 30th. Very close, Matt. She was ranked 28th going Ooh. into the weekend, and mm -hmm. she's ranked 21st coming out of the weekend. Yeah. Hell of a weekend. Which means that in both of these races that she won this weekend, spoiler, she won two races this weekend, and we're yep. going to talk about them now. She was starting from the fourth row. Yeah, phenomenal. Mm, that's really interesting. And phenomenal. she had, you know, I also like to look at these uh, rankings and, and you, know, you know, top 50, who moved the most? She moved seven spots uh, this week, which is, is, is going to be the most amount of uh, upward movement. Yeah, well, well that's what we... winning twice will do to you. Yeah. Should we, should we start there talking yeah. about uh, her, her and her amazing weekend? Okay. So I have a question for you. Mm. Here's a quiz question for you. Mm. Had you guys heard of Denise Betsima before this weekend? Yes. Matt? Matt? No. Okay. Correct. <laughs> uh, oh, you, that's, that's the answer. Wait, this is a question where we tell you what our answer is. So how could we be wrong? My answer no, is you don't don't try to pretend like you knew she was before this. Oh this yeah, I've been following her for a while, dude. She finished third in the European Championships. She That's, did. She did. Yeah, she did. Oh, 
Yeah, that was like so her, that I was had like, heard the name. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't necessarily. I'm not saying she yeah. was on my radar. Yeah. You know. Okay, so speaking about. Um, but was she already on Marlux? Uh, no, she was signed to Marlux after her third place finish yeah. in the Euro Championships a couple weeks back, which is why she doesn't even have a freaking bike. What she from does. the team? What she, she rides does. a Trek Boone. Yeah, obviously. is that is that just like her personal bike that they spray painted black? <laughs> so. Um, Chad so Brown, he, Chad Brown, right? Who's is it? Chad? Yeah, Brown? Chad Brown, CFO for Trek. Right. So he posted like ooh, podium bike and everything. And podium I, Boone, podium Boone. And That's I tweeted back to him, and I was like, "How come? What's that all about? You know, like she's like it says Ridley on her jersey. Uh, why could they couldn't find a bike for her in time? Why is she riding a Trek? Yeah. And so she's so for our listeners, on a Ridley sponsored team, she rides for. Marlux, Marlux, sponsored uh, by Ridley. Yeah, but she is riding a blacked out stealth Trek Boone. Yeah, very distinctive looking bike. You can tell a Trek Boone with without any of the decals. Yep, um, and um, and rode it in both races to a victory. And yeah, a little bit cheeky, kind of for for. Well, he d- didn't d- respond to me. Yeah, for Trek to take credit for her win when she's. I mean. Granted, she is racing the bike. That's but. super cheeky. Um, I mean, because we, we see pros do this. They black out their yeah, equipment because they like a d- different piece of equipment. But for the actual well, for a while, CFO Sophie did, of the brand yeah. to sort of put yeah. it out there. Yeah. I mean. Interesting. But maybe, I don't know. I wonder if he took the tweet down afterwards. I'm not sure. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, well, let's talk about these races. Yeah. So Saturday was the... Ambience across, yeah. Ambien um, sponsored, cross. sponsored by Ambien. Ambien cross. <laughs> Pretty laid back. Yeah, uh, yeah. very, very relaxed. Everybody chill. got a good night's sleep before chill. that race. Chill, chill. Yeah, uh, a few people cyclocross did some and chill. sleepwalking, and uh, you know, woke up in weird spots. Um, but no, unrelated. Kind of cool unrelated course. to the sleep. Unrelated to the sleep. I've aid. not seen that. I've not seen this race before. This must be new, right? Apparently, not, this unless is a, it's a renamed other race, but the course didn't look familiar to me. GT to Mario Clark. Yeah, no, it was not part of any of the series. It's a right. standalone race, but apparently, and I was looking at this earlier, so I think I know the answer to this. It's been around for a while, okay. like since the fifties. It's put on by Charles, as in Craylin Charles. Yeah, Charles it's in the, charge. It's 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 <laughs> their one-off cyclocross race. Um, and I guess because Charles puts it on, they can get some of the bigger names to come to it. I mean, it was pretty. Do we know what a Charles is? I don't know what a Charles is, or Char- what you Charles can do with is it. that logo that looks like Chipotle, right? Yes, it's no. the script logo. Okay, while you guys are talking, I'm gonna look. So it up. okay, so I don't think we need to get into any blow by boat of Ambience no. Cross, but I today watched it before the podcast. I watched the women's race while I did my little workout, and um. Arzufi once again, oh, Arzufi once again like led someone to the finish line. Yeah, she's like leading the sprints out from the front, mm. and, and and she led out Denise, and Denise came around her. Um, I think that Arzufi. Well, somebody's got to be in front, right? That's true. I mean, there was no like slow up and play a little tactic, play a little game. They no. had time. Worst was kind of coming, but. There was yeah, there was. It was just like got to the pavement, put her head down, and drilled it. And Denise is like, "Thank you," and both, came around. Both of them in the drops too. I noticed. Mm. Like you lot, you a lot of times in cyclocross, you'll see people sprinting on the tops, right? Uh, but they were both the drops doing it. It was a full road sprint. Yeah, it was a it was on. a great race. Both of them came from a ways back. They yeah. were not in the early lead group nope. either of them. Arzufi especially, um, you know, really just sort of motored her way through a lot of traffic and and got up to the front and you know as with the race on Sunday as well which we'll also talk about I mean the women's race was just really really fun to watch um, a, a very dynamic race situation Con- lots of lead changes yeah a lot of people in the front yeah. um, and I, I want well, you know call who it- started on the front was uh, Luxembourg national champion yeah and then she just dropped off uh, Majerus. Yeah. Christine. Christine Majerus. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I was like, wait, who was that in that kit? Because I thought it was a Dutch kit. Um, but she dropped off. But, but so while we're talking about a, a big group of people in the race, we're talking about Den- Denise 
Betsema, Betsema, who apparently Townsend had heard of before, so he was pretty cool. Um, he had the, he had the seven inch that was released with the split with minus the bear. Um, my new, my new, I want to be, I want to call someone out and say, watch this in two years when she's an elite winner. Puck Petersi, Puck Petersi. Hmm. Yeah. That Patracy, I think. Patracy, maybe. Her yeah, last yeah. Name, yeah. Sixteen year old. Yeah. Uh, she, I think. Got 11th. Finished 11th. Less uh, than a minute down. Everybody was fairly close toward the front. She was in that main group for a while, and that was the one name I didn't recognize. And she and out-sprinted Helen Wyman, right? She did. Yeah, I think place. she was a little bit in front of her. Um, yep. And I was like, who is that rider? Um, kind of like puff of red, uh, red hair coming out. Sort of like Yolanda Neff style. Yeah. And then the name goes on the bottom, and it says Puck. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's a cool cyclocross name. So I'm calling it. She's going to be the next star. You heard it here first. Okay. Episode 66 of Yeah, You're Right Podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, men's race. Um, I think the only interesting real note from the men's race, Matthew Vanderpoel won it. Um, well, there were a but, couple of interesting things about it. Yeah. Well, one of them was that, that MVDP T-boned the barriers. He, he did T-bone the barriers. <laughs> he looked a lot like me going over the front of his bars, too. Um, and, and much like me got up and uh, made his way back to the front of that race. He, he did it uh, with a little bit more panache maybe than I did uh, in my race last weekend or two weekends ago. But he rode, boy, he must have bridged a 15-second gap in a half a lap. And then once he caught the lead group, just continued to ride hard and rode off the front. I guess he was pissed that well, he, he had, embarrassed um, himself. He had spud with him for quite a while, didn't he? In that race, yeah, uh, who uh, was looking really strong, he was uh, Michael Van Torn out, uh, but eventually he was then like, "Okay, I'm done with you," and just rode him off his wheel uh, as he does, and does what he does best. Just, so he, what uh, when you say what he does, and that's make cyclocross boring again. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about like how? Uh, sure. Let's didn't talk. he get called out? Or oh, by lo- he- but it's been lo- by lots of people, right? Yeah. No, it's it's a sort of a, a recurring theme. Um, yeah. Who 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 called him out? Everybody. Devlanik. Oh yeah, right? Roger Devlanik. Well, but so then he- Devlanik also um, said to also Devlanik also said to Wout Van Aert that uh, he he will offer to train him and he needs to do a lot of scootering, so he needs to be riding <laughs> behind the scooter to to build yeah. up his speed and stuff. It's like kind of that old old guy piece of advice that you're like yeah yeah buddy okay well you i need think to work on he needs to work on his speed his you know it's like pacing. oh you mean like so you just need to go faster is what you're saying i i, I thought vanderpoel's response to it was perfect he said you know what i don't do this to ride slow i don't do this to lose I do yeah. this to mean, win well he said he said my my sponsor I my sponsors don't pay me to lose yeah you know it's that's i mean he has a very good point it's like but if no one watches the race because they always know you're gonna win no one's seeing your sponsors i don't think i think it's not up to that point where nobody's watching but yeah okay so if his sponsors and his director sportif tell him to slow down to make things more interesting or save it for worlds or get some spot you know shout outs for your sponsor that's one thing but when you know, when another when a when a commentator tells you you need to slow down for the good of the sport, I don't know. I, I just realized you have cocksider on your shirt. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it would be upside down if you were to try to read it that way. Yeah. So it would still be hard for Pretty you to good. spell it. Um, look, I don't think that he should slow down, but I think I mean everybody else should speed up. Yeah, that's really what right. Should totally, but I think it's also a fair thing to say that it makes the races boring. Oh, I don't disagree yeah, with yeah, that so at all. Like, but that's it's not his it's not his aim to make it no, it's, enjoyable for everyone yeah, to watch. It's, it's not, his it's aim not, to so, win and ride as fast so, as he can. So, okay, so it's yeah, not so, upon him. This is not like his job to suck more. No, no, right? it's, these aren't these aren't mutually exclusive. So it's like. Yes, Vanderpool, race your heart out, kick ass. You're an incredible talent. Uh, that also means that the races are boring, and I'm right, not going to well, watch them. Let, so, let, okay, it, in hindsight, do we all go? You know what? Uh, you know, Eddie Merckx made bike racing really boring by winning all the time. Yeah, right. No, yeah. he's a legend. Exactly. Yeah, and, Vanderpool's and, going to be a legend. Doesn't mean I have to watch the men's race. All right, let me make a point. Let me make a counterpoint to this I think argument. You should though. Yes, Sunday. On. World Cup. Yes. Coke Sida. 
Matthew Vanderpool rides away from everybody, but watching him ride that course mm-hmm. by himself off the front of that race was one of the most exciting and awesome experiences that I've had watching cross all season. Agreed. It was a master class. Enter Sandman. I concur completely. Yes. Okay. You put me to sleep because it was so boring. Enter Sandman. No, it was it was anything but boring. No, it was, it was anything. Oh, you're, absolute. You're, you're talking. So you're like you're saying Enter Sandman like roller rink eighth grade. That song's come on like we get jacked. No, I'm saying that Matthew Vanderpool <laughs> was grade. I was in college. He was the, he was the <laughs> yeah, Sandman. Yeah, you guys are masters racers. Um, and he was putting on an absolute. Yeah, it was a tour de force. class in, in how to ride a cyclocross bicycle. I, I think that's the thing you take away from men's uh, Eurocross right now is, yes, the chances are Vanderpol is going to win and he's going to probably win by a fair margin. But watch everything he does, every little detail. Yeah. It's, that's, what, that's what people, everybody should be looking at. I mean, it's just astonishing because he's playing as well. He's playing. He's trying. He has enough space that he's trying new things. He's like, is this line a little bit better? Is this move a little bit better? What if I put my hand on the top tube before I dismount? Did you see that on the Saturday's race when he was doing that? Is it like a Bjorn move? Put your hand on the top tube before you dismount? He's He's got the time and the space and the skills to play with it and go, okay, how can I make this even quicker? You see him every lap and he's trying new things. He's like... There's always a line, especially in Coxsider, where you're watching it in the sand. He's like, I want to be able to ride up that further and further and further. And that lap five that he did there was just a perfect lap. Yeah. Other just than the most the, exquisite lap of a sand cyclocross race that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. Other than that first really steep run up that everybody had to get off and run. Yeah. He didn't dismount the entire lap other yeah. than that. It's yeah. pretty amazing. So do you want to move on to the women's race? Yeah. Well, but once again... You know, to to your point, Bodie, the women's race, endlessly more exciting than than the men's race from a you know from a, uh, a race viewing perspective, in terms of who's going to win and the excitement of watching uh, women race bikes. That was a close race. Um, there was a group of four that was off the front pretty much most of that race. Uh, the eventual podium and. Um, uh, uh, Carmen Del Alvarado, uh, who was hanging right with the front group that whole race. Um, she was first U23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fourth overall and almost, you know, was in a, in a heads she's up. Gonna get, she's, she's set for a big win soon. Yeah. Thought this was going to be yeah. her first podium. She was in a heads up sprint with Anna Marie Verst, I th- yeah. think, for third place. Yeah. And just got pipped at the, well, not pipped at the line. She got, she got beat in the sprint yeah but that was a really exciting race um again uh nikki bramier and uh denise betsema working their way up through the field yeah strong race for bramier really we haven't seen her ride that strong i want to say in since like almost like two years ago yeah Yeah. like it's been a long time and really i i always think of her more of a a mud rider than a sand rider well that's the last time she won a world cup was in was in france in the mud or was it in uh, england did she win at that fields park or whatever i can't remember oh but yeah but she's obviously um she's hitting some good form because she also looked really good at uh um the week before a gavir right yeah she looked really she was really good there in fact she was uh she on the podium there right she no. was. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, she's looking good. But again, it was a win uh, for Denise Betsema. Um, who, best, I mean, maybe not best post-race, but, I mean, her new nickname <laughs> is Burger Time. Oh, yeah. Well, what a great post-race interview. Yeah. You know what was funny about that, too, is I was watching that, and I was like, where is this dude going with this question? He's like, oh, the, you know, it, it was, they were both not speaking their native language. They were, <laughs> right. It was in English, and neither were native English speakers, and he was trying to ask her something to the effect of, you know, two wins in a row, great weekend for you. Is it time to go celebrate with a nice meal? Yeah. And she kind of reacted almost as if the dude was asking her out on a date for dinner because <laughs> she sort of was like, oh, yes, uh, my boyfriend is a very good cook. 
uh, kind of like step, Although, up, step pronunci- off, dude. The pronunciation there made it even more awkward. Yeah. of Cook. Yeah, but, uh, and uh, and then she said, husband. "Yeah, and then she said he's a very very good uh, cook. He's going to uh, cook some good burgers, uh, burger time, or something yeah. like something <laughs> that." And I was like, "Wow, this woman is really jumping up in leaps and bounds in my mind right now." Yeah, it's like, burger time. Let's I mean, go have a, a burger. That's a a awesome post race food. Yeah, great video game. Two, I was gonna say, isn't that a video game? Yeah. Three awesome catchphrase, like to be known as Burger Time. Yeah, Denise Burger Time, yeah. Burger Time Betsima. Yeah, freaking, that's rad. Also, right. probably, hopefully, the name of this episode. I'm yes. hoping so. So, Burger Time. Did you Thank also you. know she's uh, she's 25? She has two kids already, and uh, apparently, she dropped eight kilos this year, and has. Uh, you know, which is like obviously she's like her training is really. Uh, Gosh, I really hope up. we don't find out that she has a, a motor in her bike. Mm. God, that would suck. No, I don't think so. No, she has a, she has a Trek boon. That's what she has. <laughs> um, so now it's uh, cyclocross spring break for what two three weeks before the next World Cup race. It is, and uh, I mean, if you're a European, if you're American, you've got the U.S. Nats coming up. Yeah, in, we're, in we're just a couple of weeks. But but for the Europeans, uh, it's time to go go uh, to Spain, go get warmed up, and and uh, do your little uh, winter spring training. training. Yeah, in Mallorca. I do want to point out one thing. Um, we talked about on the last episode about the Dave Ave is a time based series, right? Yes, and. Uh, Vanderpool won that race by like a minute and 40 seconds, which means that he, he actually was like in 10th in that series. And he like jumped to like fifth place in that series yeah. because he won by so much. Wait, which race was it? Uh, Dave Ave? Gavari? Oh, 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 you're talking about uh, two, two, like, yeah, three yeah, weeks yeah, or gotcha, whatever. Gotcha. So oh, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit to point out. Um, I watched the race after we podcast about it, but just in terms. In like how strong he is, he's not even in the top ten of the race as time based comes and wins by a minute and a half. Uh, Tom Usen, another reason that he should not sh- slow down, Roger Devlamic. No, <laughs> it's a time based series. He should he should ride as hard as he possibly can and win by as much as possible. Yes, it's like in football, you never take your foot off the gas because right. goal differential. Well, also like mechanical, score right. as much as you can. You can you could have a puncture. You could have a, like you'd have a puncture just after the pits, right? Yeah. And that's a, a minute forty lead will disappear immediately. It's uh yeah, it's like you know if you are the best, continue being the best. Why would you want to not be the best when you are the best? I will say this. Speaking of the cyclocross spring break and Matthew Vanderpool's advantage over everybody else. Remember what happened last season mm-hmm. after the uh, cyclocross spring break? Wout went into Stephen Hyde effect. Wout went and did some training with Stephen <laughs> Hyde. Probably not going to happen again this year because I'm assuming Hyde's going to be over here racing Nats. Uh, or is he hurt again? No, he's good. Uh, but anyway, Wout came back after his little siesta in Spain mm. or Mallorca or wherever he was. Uh, I think he was in Spain in uh, Calpe, probably. And, uh, and, Looked a lot better. He did. He came back, and yep. eventually, and eventually won his third world yeah. championship I mean, in a row. One, so anything can happen. So yeah, before we we're gonna close up uh, Eurocross. Uh, before we go there, before we go to the states, let me let me get your guys' hot takes right now. Who's gonna win CX World Championships? Matt. Matt. MVDP. Wait, what for the, men's? Yeah, sorry for the men. I mean, I, I want. Is is Vanderpool going to win it again? I think yes. I think Vanderpool wins the World Championships this year. Yes, I think Wout wins it. Now you know where it's going to be this year as well, right? It's going to be in Denmark, right? Yeah, Bogensee. And MVDP was thrashed a runaway winner. Thrashed there everybody in the on the last year. Doesn't matter. MVDP has the World Championship monkey on his back, and he mm. can't shake it off. No, Wout. Is cool, calm, and collected has won three in a row. I don't think Wout's cool, calm, and collected this year. I think Wout is rattled this year for many reasons. But yeah, I think totally. I think MVDP is not only. I think I think this year is he's going to run away with it. I'm going to go even one step further. I'm going to pick Toon Eretz to finish second. Ooh, nice call in the world okay. championships. Yes. All right, I like all right, that. all right. Well. That's been fun. Um, let's come on back to Take the it good stateside. 
USFA. Mm. So coming up this weekend and uh, next weekend, and then in the third weekend is US Nats. We're about to we're we're not on a, a cyclocross spring break in the states. We're going UCI races that are leading straight into US Nats. Um, Big news came out this week is that two of the contenders for the podium are not going to be there because they both broke themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. Uh, McTubbin uh, broke his collarbone r- racing in his district championships in California, and Jamie Driscoll broke his femur. Oof. Yeah. Also at a rate. Oh, a train ride, I believe. Um, but, I mean, I, you know, it's been, it's been a, a very... Uh, I don't know what the word dangerous year for American men cycle racers. A lot of crashes. Yeah, Hyde's injuries. Had, Hyde's had a terrible uh, season. Powers got like hoof and mouth disease or whatever you want to call it, and yeah. like all kinds of crazy shit. His back is out. Anyway, I'm I'm excited for Nats. Um, I think Hyde's gonna win it. I think that if he's back to his full form, that he's gonna be. I, I would say Kerry Warner. Has probably been the strongest American. I think Gage is going to race the U23. Otherwise, I'd pick Gage Hecht. Curtis White? Curtis White, also strong. I think he's, is he U23 still? I think he may still be U23. Anyway, my, mm-hmm. my pick is that is that Hyde is going to do it uh, three years in a row. That's just sort of an early hot take. I just want to put it out okay. there. Yeah. I don't really have a hot take, but I'm going to, I'll say, sure, why not? Yeah. And I think Ellen Noble is finally going to win it. I'll go with Kerry Werner. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think in the women, yes, uh, Ellen Noble. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, you know, Katie Compton is, is the last few years have been very up and down. Uh, sort of has a lot of asthma attacks, and then we'll put in a really strong ride, and then we'll crush, and then she has not been consistent. I think this is the gear. Because that was the same last year too. Kinda. She ran away with Pan Ams. Um, she didn't do Pan Ams this year, but. I don't think we haven't seen a super dominant ride from her. Although thinking about it, I mean, in Europe, she's still been streets ahead of Ellen Noble in those races. That's true. That's a good point. You know, uh, okay. I'm going to change mine. Katie Compton's still going to do it. Speaking of Pan Am's and Katie Compton's win in Pan Am's last year, uh, 2017, this course uh, is at the same location as uh, last year's Pan Am Championships yeah, that it, uh, Katie Compton won. It is. It's, it's a different course. Changed, they've changed it up a bit. I uh, think it's not as extreme uh, climbing-wise. Yeah, I read, so there's an interview with the race. They've added a sand pit. Yeah, I'm curious what that sand pit is. So they moved it to sort of all one location. It was pretty spread out last year. Um, mm-hmm. As you guys remember, I was there taking photos. Um and yeah, there was a bunch of climbing, and I was thinking, you know, my uh, partner Emily is going to be racing nationals. I was like, "Sorry, babe, there's going to be a lot of climbing, but they're only climbing the hill once, so that's kind of cool." As yeah. opposed to three times. Three times, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they wanted to make it more fair for all the kind of lower categories than the elites to to make it more. Um, I guess more accessible for for other categories. Right, so I read that as well. Bodie alluded to the fact that there was an interview with the uh, race director uh, published in Cycling News, um, and I think think we've all read that. CX Magazine. Excuse me, CX Magazine. And um, uh, the suggestion seemed to be that everyone would be racing the same course, that there isn't going to be any sort of pro-only or elite-only section. Was that the situation? I didn't. Well, they didn't, didn't say that. that, but he said basically they were changing it, it the course up to make the, it. In yeah. The, in, in no, the, they yeah. got to have some pro only stuff. Okay. I assume uh, I, there is this sort of like a uh, plunge area at the Pan Ams, and I'm assuming that the the uh, the non elites go around that plunge. The way into that, I don't. I can't think of the 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 approach to the drop off will probably mm. be different for the elites versus the uh, okay regular Ams. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that race uh, and seeing uh, what the Nats championship jersey looks like on whomever it is that wins it this year. I always like to see what those national championship jerseys look like. Well, speaking of jerseys and jersey design, guys, uh, it's time for a little Trasher Panache, I think, right? Sure. Okay, surprise Trasher Panache. Let's do it. And when you turn to 
Try to match the panache of the guru. Try! Got a bedazzle, so my outfit's tight. When it comes to panache, I can't be beat. Ha ha Gosh, where do you want to start this week? I tell you what, let's uh, let's start with the uh, with the jersey I was wearing on my uh, ride Uh-oh. on my ride last week. Uh, I debuted the uh, Mississippi Cyclocross Project uh, Mississippi Cyclocross Cup Champions jersey. Uh, yeah, down in Charleston on my ride. I don't one know if you of, guys saw. Of, I posted some one photos. Of two that you one, have, one right? of two. One of two that I have. One, actually, then uh, two or three of members of the podcast have them. That's right. Yeah. Um, seems actually, like, thinking seems about donating. That, yeah, that, I'm thinking about donating my second one to you, Matt. But uh, here's a question and, for you. And our guest last week also won. <laughs> That's one. right. Would you wear it if I if I gave you one? I'll wear a free jersey. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would kind of be against the rules, but. It's basically just a Mississippi Cyclocross Cup jersey. It's not obvious from that jersey that it's a champion's jersey. Yeah, mm. it's not. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't really announce it. It does say it around the neck, the on back the, of the neck. back of the neck. Yeah. yeah, odd place to put champion. Um, kind of want to have it sort of across my chest. Yeah, across like, the chest, dude, across I'm the, the back. champion. Yeah, like oh, sort of afterthought. So I would. That's it's one one little you know tick against it that I would say but I have to say I think the jersey overall um, is a nice design I like the I like the Mississippi Cyclocross Cup logo I like the colors of the jersey it's a nice lightweight good. light color jersey predominantly yeah. white with uh, mm-hmm. light blue sleeves not garish at no all. not at all it's very tasteful um, I uh, if I have to start the voting I'm going to give it panache well, times, times two uh, I, as a potential <laughs> recipient of your spare one, uh, the fact that it doesn't say that it's a champion jersey in large letters anywhere, and so people won't assume that I would be a champion by wearing it, I'll give it a panache too. I think that uh, for the amount of sponsor logos on it, it comes off pretty well, and the fact that I actually won one. I mean, how do I, how do I, I gotta vote it, I gotta vote a panache. Yeah, all right. I agree. Okay. And Matt, I, I could always cut the collar off before I give you the jersey, and you could go with the you could go with the slim down no collar. Yeah, sort of arrow take it otherwise to, known as the Will Bouquois. Take it yeah. to Will's tailor. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll pick you up. <laughs> all right. Um, second uh, contestant in Trasher Panache this week, mm. uh, Matthew Vanderpoel's Euro Champions bicycle. Well, I'm going to need to see a picture of this. Do we have a photo of it? Yeah. Uh, yep. So we're looking at a. Silver Canyon cyclocross bike. Silver gray canyon. Silver gray, but it has blue, blue, blue white. tips. Yeah, blue. Yeah, blue fork. Uh, you know, it's, it's the Euro uh, Championships colors. Question: What is that three that is in that weird triangle at the uh, seat stay top two cluster? I don't know. I do, don't know if that maybe is it his third Euro Champions. Uh, Euro that might be his number three bike. Uh, that's true. He may have three of those, uh, but yeah. So it's got the Euro uh, uh, Euro colorway on the fork with the with the gold stars as well, and uh, on the uh, seat stay in the back. I'm it's, gonna give it a panache. Looks good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it panache too. Uh, it's it's kind of understated, but I don't have an issue with that. It doesn't really shout yeah, too much. Yeah, that's where I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I I, I I think it's 100% panache. I am mm. going to trash the Canyon cross frame. Mm. Have we done that yet? Because it is ugly. I'm sorry. That's, that looks terrible. Yeah, I sorry, agree. Trey. I just I, I don't I can't I can't get with it. The pal- I, the parallelogram shape that's going on there. I I I feel you, and and this was a bit of a <laughs> dilemma because this was one of the bikes I was thinking about buying. Oh. was this bike. Uh, because you know, Canyon, it's Canyon, it's Vanderpoel, all that kind of stuff. But it's so funky looking. It's got that broken back kind of thing going on, which just yeah. looks odd and weird to me. But hey, it works for him. I mean, oh. obviously, it's not slowing him down in any way, shape, or form. Sure, not saying the function doesn't work. Just saying on it looks the, funky. Yeah, looks looks wrong to me. I yeah. agree. 
but, okay. but the paint job is great. So panache on the panache on the look of the bike. Euro champ bike. Agreed. So third thing on our trash and panache is this is this is the first uh, time we've gotten this. We had a listener submitted trash or panache. List, listener submitted question. Question. Hmm. We via Instagram. <laughs> but but they're asking us not to rate a kit. That's okay. Yeah. Not to, no, not even to rate a bike. No, it's they're they're asking us to rate a a facility infrastructure. I didn't. This is new for us. So it's, it's a bicycle uh, B- bike storage. Bike storage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a vertical hanging bike storage that's in some building somewhere in the Bywater here in New Orleans. Scott Galante uh, tagged us in an Instagram post uh, at Great Scotticus. If anybody wants to go check out the gram, uh, it's a very nice sort of uh, five uh, five wide bicycle rack, uh, vertical bicycle rack. Uh, the bike. It's a fairly common idea where the bicycle is suspended mm. via a hook. Uh, where you hook the front wheel and the rear wheel rests vertically uh, on the on the wall as well. Um, I think it's beautiful. Sort of looks like a suspension bridge. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, very industrial, uh, you know, the facade that's been used, uh, you know, they took, brought this wall in from uh, this, I don't know, this, maybe this condo is an old, like, factory or something. Yeah, it's probably got some salvaged wood that's used in um, there, too. So, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it panache. I mean, yeah, I'm all for bike storage, so panache. I mean, it could look pretty dumpy, and I would probably panache it as well. The only issue I have with it and is that that ceiling looks pretty high. And so I would hoist those bad boys up there like I do at my house and get them out of the way. And yeah. then you're not taking up valuable uh, walking space. Well, so if my wife had to vote on this, it would be straight trash. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, that she it's can still, see them. It still, yeah, because they <laughs> exist. No, it still sticks way too far off the wall. Yeah. I prefer to uh, store my bikes. Uh, sideways along the wall so mm. that they stick out only the width of the handlebars. That's the widest part. Whereas this, uh, you're looking at uh, that the bike is sticking out, you know, the full height of the bike away from the yeah, wall. Yeah, this is obviously not a uh, walkthrough area. This is a sort of a dedicated spot to put bikes. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, because Emily and I are thinking of ways to store our bikes better in our house. And we have a small house and we've, we're, you know, gaining bikes, um, and I was looking online uh, about various, like, wall-hanging options. Um, this is this is too big, but uh, Cycling Tips had a, like, best gear of the year, and they had this interesting bracket that held your bike via the pedal, so it hung off the wall, you know, flush with the wall, but at an angle, and you could stack a multiple. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so they sort of overlapped. Well, you could, you because it has an angle, you could put more as opposed to putting mm. like this. Yeah, right, that's so what I'm saying. To get, a, to get a, the bike at the top of the angle, you'd have to take all the others down first to get that one out? Well, probably wouldn't have more than two. Um, mm. I'll, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, well, so, thanks, thanks for the thanks for the question, Scott. And guys, thanks, keep Scott. them coming. I yeah, think this please, is a good someone, idea. Yeah, we could we can trash for national thing. You want to send this in your mom's uh, cookies? Or your aunt's pasta, I'll, I'll rate it. By I, looking I'm at not it. really sure about that, actually, no, Bodie. No. I think we need to keep it bike related, keep it cycling related, yeah. okay. in uh, some but, form or other. But I like the idea of tagging at Yeah You Ride mm. in an Instagram post. Please do with the question "Trash or Panache." Yeah, that's easy. Uh, but I, I, I actually would like to. Uh, I want to go back. I would like to vote on food, and you can please send it to us. Um, send it to 700 Camp, uh, care of Townsend. <laughs> The T-Bone Myers Esquire. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Well, just to quickly go back, because we did mention MVDP's Eurochance bike, and I don't think we really fully mentioned TP's Eurochamps jersey combined with his bike. Uh, Didn't we? I thought we trashed and panashed that. Well, we did, but you weren't there, Townsend, so we need to get your vote on that one. What, what's the Eurochamps the- jersey combined we've seen tp's kit but we haven't tom seen pidcock yeah tom pidcock in his euro champ jersey combined with his uh tequila sunrise bike it's then it's trash all right okay <laughs> i mean well, the I- only way that that's not trash is if you took a can of black spray paint and spray painted that bike <laughs> squid bike <laughs> yeah there you go yeah all right okay yeah okay well guess what time it is oh what time oh what is that time already it's that time 
Come on. Let's talk about tires. Let's talk about FMB. Let's talk about all the good things that gator skin. That make me. Let's talk about tires. So big news. <laughs> Huge news. Well, Re- actually, really, like my heart sort of like skipped a beat when I read this news. I was so excited for Matt um, <laughs> to talk about it on the podcast. I don't even know where to start because... Why don't you start by saying what the news is, man? Yeah. Well, the news is that tubes are dead. Mm. Okay. Officially. But more specifically, that's your opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what's Conti the news? Conti has gone tubeless. Yes. It's over, guys. Tubes are over. So I, They're this, over. This doesn't like... I don't, I don't get what's the big deal. Conti, what? Conti would never go tubeless. Conti had said like for years and years and years, we're never going tubeless because all our tires have to be inflated to twice their maximum pressure without blowing off the rim. And you can't do that with tubeless. And now they've gone tubeless. So it's the Continental GP5000, which is the tubeless version of the GP4000. One of my personal favorite road tires um ridden it a bunch well it's probably it's probably the kind of benchmark clincher out there right benchmark sort of clincher high quality Road, training race, and race tire. training clincher right yep it's the it's the tire i mean conti are the benchmark for everybody really so they now have it in a i believe they make it in a 25 a 28 and a 32 mm-hmm it's uh, no tan sidewall, Matt. It's all black. I know, uh, but it's a it's some sort of a, it's some sort of a special, you know, like everything with Continental. It's got the it's black a, chili <clears throat> compound. Black chili compound. That's mm, right. Tasty. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> my thought is, and I was talking to Scott Coppersmith about this. You know, the dead man gravel grind, and we're sort of entering what what really in Lambra has now turned into like a, a straight up gravel season, right? Yep. January, February, we've got. Yep. Deadman Gravel Grind, and we've got the Mississippi Gravel Cup, so it's time to get your get your bike gravel ready. And Cup and I were talking, and we're thinking that at least for the Deadman Gravel Grind, which has a bit of road in it as well, a 32 GP5000 tubeless would be almost an optimal tire for that race. Disagree. Okay. Because the, the optimal tire already exists, <laughs> and it is... The Compass John Bon Jovi? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What size is that? 35. That seems pretty big mm, for a road race. It's a gravel race. Yeah, that seems pretty big. No. I think I'm going to go with my Torino Drys. Mm, all right. Pretty much slicks this Draggy, point. slow. So, yeah, I personally am, am thinking very hard about uh, grabbing myself a set of the, uh, the GP5000 tubeless. Well... I'm 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 going to put it down here. I'm going to buy a pair of the 28s. You're going to run them on your road bike. I'm going to run them on my road bike and try I, them out. I have a feeling that if it's anything like the GP4000, the 28s is a bit too big for my frame. Mine's roomy, and I think they'll fit great. Yeah, but a 25 probably sits up about like a regular, you know, 27 mm. mil tire if they if they run fat. So I might try the 25s on my road bike. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to try the 28 and I'm going to uh I'm going to order those soon. They're expensive. I'll say that. They are not cheap. No, they're not. But uh I am going to order a pair and uh, check them out. So guys and Matt specifically, mm. uh sneaking this one in. It's on the agenda, but I uh, I've got a buddy of mine, uh, a guy named Paul Adams, uh, who I uh, have ridden Pablo across America with uh, a number of times now. Uh, Paul is also on the board of directors for the Pablo Foundation. Wonderful guys in the music business. Uh, lives up in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just bought a Allied All Road frame and mm. a beautiful sort of chili red, sort of deep chili red, burgundyish color. Uh, and he's building it up. He's got some Zip three o three. NSW tubeless ready not wheels. For work. Mm. I don't know what the NSW stands for. Yeah, it's like whatever the new. Um, yeah, mimicry. Yeah. Okay. Well shaped. Uh, tubeless ready. Disc okay. tubeless ready. Okay. I'm uh, this. He has a uh, SRAM red ETAP Grupo. Mm-hmm. I presume uh, he's aware that he needs to get that with the um, hydraulic disc. Hang break. on. Hang on. You just said ETAP. 
HRD. ETAP HRD is Grupo. what the... Yeah. No, you can't say Grupo. You know, it's a bro set, dude. <laughs> it is a bro set. Okay. The ETAP bro set. Uh, and not he, the Group San or the Grupo. So he is doing uh, some riding around the streets of New York. Yeah. Uh, but also doing some rides that leave from New York and go up sort of Hudson Valley. Mm. One, you know, I guess that's, that's Bear Mountain up there is a big ride up yeah. in, outside of New nine, York. Nine and, dub. Uh, anyway, so he's... Is he he's, going off-road He's going to go off-road. He's looking to do some gravel. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a pretty big guy. Mm. Uh, I'm a, I don't know what my... Uh, I don't know how to... He's an Englishman, like yourself, Matt. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess he would give his weight in stones if we asked yeah. him, and I, I don't know what the conversion is, but yeah. but I know it's I know it's a few stones, probably five, fourteen yeah. stones, it's fourteen a, pounds to the stone. Yeah, it's at least it's at least Mick, Keith, and Charlie Watt. <laughs> maybe maybe a couple more, and yeah, and I, maybe I think you need all of them. Maybe they're, even they're, a background singer. Those guys are tiny. You need um, you need all of them to make uh, to make a stone. That's so pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty so, funny guys. Yeah. yeah. So he's a he's a stout guy. Yeah. Uh, so he needs he needs something that's gonna um, you know give him give him a little uh, cush against his against his body weight. Right. Um, tires for that setup, Mike. Uh, Matt. <laughs> Mike. All right. If he's a bigger guy, is he bigger than me? Heavier than me? Would yeah. You say? Bigger and heavier than you. Yeah. Bigger and heavier than me. Yeah. Okay. So I would not go with the ultralight casing Bon John. John Bon Jovi. Okay. He could possibly go with the regular casing John Bon Jovi. Now, we're talking tubeless here because the wheels are tubeless, tubeless ready, obviously. It's a tubeless. It's yep. a 35. Can he fit a 35 in the all-road? Absolutely. It... All-road fits a 35, no problem. Sure. I'm virtually positive on virtually that. Virtually positive. Okay. Um, other than that, I would recommend probably one of the Conti, um, the Conti uh, that you have, the 28 version of the Gravel King. He could go with the You 30- mean the Pan Racer? Yes, sorry, Panarisa. I would go maybe with the 32 Gravel King tan sidewall. That might be a really nice all-around tire to go with. Also, think about it from an aesthetic point of view. The tan sidewall with yes. the nice deep chili red frame. Gorgeous. Could you then go with a? Could you then go with like a a uh, light uh, a brownish sort of a leather looking uh, bar tape? That and saddle and saddle because you can't have the bar tape and not the saddle. Yeah, uh, Jaden Kiefer, if you're listening. So, yes, absolutely. How I sweet would, would that look? That would look sweet. Tan maybe, sidewalls, maybe a, tan tape, and a tan saddle. But I would say that there's different tans, right? So you've <laughs> got to make sure if you're going with if you're going to go with the pan eraser, you've got to go with a slightly deeper, uh, maybe like that chestnut uh, color, uh, Brooks tan tan uh saddle and bar tape but if you're gonna go with something like the uh john bon jovi you've got to go with the lighter tan so so what know, about a suede try, uh handlebar bag well everything you know everything you know has to mm. has to be as matchy as possible i would say the but, yeah. suede handlebar bag rando af yeah. It is rando AF. It is all road. A- suede, suede is not a great fabric, really, for cycling. It's not about, it's not about functionality. <laughs> it's about fashion. And guess what? I'm getting new bar tape on the crux, and I picked up a roll of white. Oh, God. Again. Oh, Lord. The all road, I've just confirmed from Allied's website, will fit tires up to 35 millimeters. Up to 35. Okay. Well, so that might be a... It, it, Potentially could be a tight squeeze uh, with the J John Bon Jovi 35 on a wide rim like that. That may be touch and go. So I'm going to play it safe and tell him to go with the uh, Panarasa Gravel King 32. Uh, I think it's more of a brown wall on there and get some brown bar tape and saddle like Townsend mentioned. That's going to be sweet. Very good. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So there you go, Paul. There's your build. This is tricky. This is techno time. Today I was home during the day and the mailman knocked on the door Mm. and delivered two big packages. And I realized that my Christmas gifts from Emily came early. Oh. And she got me the Wahoo desk oh. and the mat. 
So, nice. So, so I'm really have turned. I can't believe that I like a year ago. If you would have you would have said that you were gonna have a kicker and a mat and a like a trainer desk. So this is so you can this is so you can work while you're while you're uh, putting out watts, right? I guess so. I mean, yeah. I I put the laptop on there. I put on Ambient Cross. I mean, I had my phone, I had my water. And I was like, wow, this is what people have been doing. I'm like super late to the game. But man, the 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 trainer cave—it's not really a cave because it's in my office. But uh, it's always a cave. The cave well, it is it, your office because it, you have a trainer desk, so therefore you can, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can be doing powerpoints. And I know. I was actually, I probably video could, I probably could jump on and and do some of my like photo work for Emoto, like upload photos mm-hmm. and like no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not while you're train. Not while you're on the train. No, no, not while I'm doing no. an interval, but during like the recovery modes. Um, so, no. so, 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 <laughs> Matt has a kicker. Yeah, I have a kicker. Townsend, are you gonna come to the dark side? Are uh, you gonna no. get a smart trainer? Maybe, but let Maybe. me just let me just say this. I loaned uh, Eric Stewart my dumb trainer. Yeah, to use as he was recovering from his separated shoulder yeah which by the way was he out doing the donut dirty donut no he was not oh, okay i was gonna say i mean I, I the guy came out i mean i've seen the guy like on rides yeah he's riding his bike again basically yeah. and he's actually trying to give me the trainer back now he's like i'm done he's, i was like dude you had it for like four days <laughs> uh, but i think i guess he's no one wants up. a dumb trainer yeah anyway yeah. he i'm super happy to have loaned it to him and to have that thing out of my house and not even have the option to get on the dumb trainer Mm. Uh, I'm back to. I've had a great season this season, this cross season. Having have. plenty of fun. I've had good results. I'm feeling like I'm riding pretty strong, uh, mainly because there aren't nearly as many people that are out there racing uh, this year. But hey, whatever. I'm feeling feeling good, having fun, and I'm doing nothing but riding outside and not really worrying about it. So I'm really happy where I am right now. Yes, at some point I'm going to have to get a smart trainer. Um, you guys know from past conversations that that I I don't hate to ride inside. In fact, I think it's great for doing intervals. So yes, I'll probably get back on it and come over to the uh, come over to the dark side. So the dark side. So so like Matt, you're kind of now. I kind of think you're like the dark. You're like the Darth Vader of tubeless. How can how can you be a Darth Vader of tubeless? You're like you're like. Like, Tubeless is the Rebel Alliance. You know, like, Bodhi, come to the dark field. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not much of a Star Wars, but you, you know, you're like trying to get, you're trying to convert all of us to Tubeless fans. Yeah, and I don't you're, know. You're tired to the 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 empire of tubes. I you're, see. You're, you're, you're you can't you can't escape the empire. You're 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 no 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 no. Wait wait no. The Rebel Alliance is tubes, man. The Rebel Alliance is like I have like three patches on my cross bike tube. I'm totally like skipping it, you know. No. Freedom. Man. It's a trap. Tubeless is a trap. Darth Vader is riding like gator skins with tubes. He's riding this the What? The, yeah. He's he he's like super oh like puncture. He's got gator skins with toughy strips. He's super hard, no suplex at all. <laughs> okay. just... All right. Yoda? Yoda is rando AF. Yeah. He's fucking running like 26... 650B tubeless. Tubulars. Oh, 650B tubulars. No. Yes. Yoda is Yoda's on... on. Yoda's still riding tubulars with oh. alloy rims. He's riding. Okay. Um, okay. He's riding. He's riding Ambrosio Nemesis wow. rims. Wait, I can see that Yoda is riding tubulars because they have tubes in them, and he like gets a flat and he pulls the no, tube out Yoda, and he sews it up with his fucking, mind. Sews it up yeah, with his mind. But Darth Yoda Vader has never ever got is, a flat ever. Darth Vader is like tubeless because it's a really like awesome technological idea like the Death Star that gets taken down by a simple object. You know, they built it with a vent that, that you could drive a plane in that's and bomb what, it and destroy that's what it all. An inner tube that's gets like taken Nate Bats when he rides his bike that's tubeless and he gets a fucking like massive like flat wow. on the lake front. No no no. Han Solo <laughs> is riding a single speed with like some totally janked out, skidded out tires that are about to be worn through with tubes and a bunch of patches on them. Yeah, yep. Perha- and maybe even yes. a single speed tandem with Chewie on the back. Yeah, 
I'm getting down with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. that's so the Rebel Alliance is okay. tubes. But the Empire not Je- that's is not tubeless. That's not Jedi. He's not. What is he? I don't know. Someone Jedi's, Jedi's forego all of that stuff and they say, why, why do I need this crutch? <laughs> yeah. This crutch, like a blaster or whatever it is. I don't need this crutch because I use the force. The force will protect me. That's why I don't need the tube. <laughs> all they need in their tires? It's air. That's right. It's and it. some sealant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll just leave it there. Uh, so, listeners, uh, put on, put in your input on this. Yeah, does Darth Vader, does he ride tubes or is he tubeless? What does Yoda ride? What does Han Solo ride? Yeah, and, let us know. Drop us a line. And please don't let us know anything about what you think about the bike that Jar Jar Banks rides. That, <laughs> that's off limits. And uh, what what do you think about Obi-Wan tube only? <laughs> <coughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Townsend, why don't you start, start the sign-offs? Well, guys, I'm going to sign off. This is the T-Bone saying, Bodie, I will see you in Ridgeland for my first ever Cat 123 cyclocross race this weekend. Looking forward to it, bro. And this is Cheerio saying, I have the weekend all to myself at home and my entire family's away. So I'm going to spend it on Zwift. And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, once again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please give us an email at yayuride at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And Townsend, I look forward to lining up next to you in the one, two, threes. Good night. That's good.